Welcome to the Let's Remember This podcast where we're taking time to slow down, sit down, and spend time in scripture. So wherever you're at, wherever you're listening, I encourage you grab a pen, grab your Bible, a notebook, and let's not only read scripture, but let's ask the Holy Spirit to speak and let's remember this. Okay, so here we are. We are on day three of walking through the book of Galatians and just wanted to start um, this morning. I don't know, maybe it won't be morning for you when you're listening, but just by saying um, a huge just like thank you to everyone who's been sending me texts, letting me know that you're listening um, because yeah, the Lord really put this on my heart months ago and I've been dragging my feet just of, okay, do I have the time you know, to commit to this? What does this look like? And still feeling like it's something the Lord wants me to do. So I think taking just even for me this step of faith and being like, okay, I'm just going to do it. It's been incredible to just know like, okay, this is what the Lord wanted me to do. Some of you are listening on your way to work or on your lunch breaks or at home in the morning, the day after. And so just really thank you for the encouragement and letting me know that you are listening as these really are just me in the morning, reading, spending time in scripture, hitting record and hitting publish, which is kind of a scary thing to do, but surrendering it to the Lord for what he wants to do. So today we are reading again, Galatians 1, 1 through 10. I'm back in the ESV today. So if you want to just take a deep breath, open up your Bibles, or if you're driving, just open up your ears and we're going to read together. Galatians 1, 1 through 10. This is Paul, an apostle, not from men, nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. The brothers who are with me to the churches of Galatia, grace and peace from God who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of God and of our God and Father to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. For am I now seeking the approval? Of man or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would just speak so clearly to us whatever it is today that we need to hear. May we be open to receive from you. God, we're thankful for your word today that we can hear from you. And so we just ask that you would just be present with us and that you would continue to just speak straight to our hearts. In your precious name we pray. Amen. So the verses that we are focusing on today is 4 and 5 where it says, Who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now here we see for the first time now Paul, you know, he talks about that everything's through Jesus Christ in the first verse but now he is saying and he's starting to describe Jesus and the first thing that he uses to describe him is to say he gave himself for us that he gave himself 
for us. It made me pause and think today, what are the first words that I usually use to describe Jesus? How do I describe Jesus to other people? Because right away, he's assuring us and he's reminding us that Jesus is a gift, that this is a gift that we have in Jesus. And I was thinking back to this idea of a gift and thinking that, you know, when you're young and you get gifts and you don't really understand as a kid, maybe why around Christmas time, some people get different size gifts than you do, right? The one person gets everything that they want and maybe you don't get the fanciest of presents or maybe one year you do. And I remember one specific year where all of a sudden um, we got like incredible gifts. I think I got a piano. I forget what my brothers got, but I was thinking back to that and you don't really understand as a kid, you're like, why, why do gifts change from year to year? Like, why are they not always extravagant or why aren't they always not extravagant? And that's because when you're receiving a gift, a gift is free to you. But a gift isn't free, right? Somebody has to pay for it. Somebody has to pay for that gift in order to give it to you so that you can receive it freely. And I was just thinking about that this morning. Of When we receive gifts, we just receive them and they're free to us, which is a beautiful thing. But also remembering that it cost someone something. The reason, right, that my gifts probably weren't the same from year to year is because maybe my parents' income wasn't the same year to year or things might shift and change. And and thinking of those things today as it says Jesus gave himself for us. Right away, Paul is pointing to the gospel again of Jesus Christ, the gospel of grace that says he gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age. You see, Jesus freely gave us the gift, but it cost him everything. It cost him his life. And whether you're following Jesus or not, this is something that we often forget to reflect on in our day-to-day life, that we get to have relationship with Jesus, that, that we get to have this freedom, that we get to experience the kingdom of God in the here and now, and it was free to us. All we have to do is ask Jesus to come, is to surrender our lives to Jesus And we can receive this gift freely. However, it wasn't free. Jesus had to pay the price. And I was thinking of that this morning as I was thinking of one of the first verses that I memorized as a kid was Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And I did that back in my Awana days. I remember memorizing that. And it's funny, it's a funny scripture that was the first for me to memorize because it's kind of dark of like, oh, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Um, But that has been such a beautiful reminder to me, sometimes on the best of days as a humbling verse to say, remember, like we've all fallen short, right? You're not better than anybody else. We've all fallen short. But also on the hard days to, to remember, like you're not alone in falling short of the glory of God. Because the standard for the glory of God was Jesus when, when he came fully human, fully divine. So we really don't have any chance of measuring up to Jesus. Therefore, we're all at different times. We're going to fall short, which is why when we read in Romans 6, 23, where it says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And that comes through Christ Jesus. We are reminded again, that although we have fallen short, although that our sins will separate us and, and we will continue at times in our lives to make decisions that create distance from us and God, that because of Jesus and the gift that he freely gave, that we can be close to him again, that we can receive that eternal life. But what really stuck out to me today is that he might deliver us from the present evil age. That he might deliver us from the present evil age. 
You see, way too often we get stuck in this mindset of thinking, okay, if I surrender my life to Jesus and I recognize that he paid the price for my sins, so I'm going to submit myself to his lordship, I'm going to follow him, I'm going to follow his plan for my life, then sometimes we think, okay, and then I'm just going to wait until I die, and then I'm going to experience this relationship and this eternal life. But Jesus came to deliver us from the present evil age, the here and the now and the not yet. Jesus, this gift that he gave us for a relationship, we don't have to wait until we die to experience that goodness, but we can experience in the here and now. But as as I was reading this, I was reminded this summer, um, I heard N.T. Wright speak, and he gave us all one of his new books, which is called On Earth As It Is in Heaven. Highly recommend, but I wanted to just read just a few sentences from his book. So it's pages 66 and 67, and it's under the section, The Power of Love. And it says this, the reason the gospel carries this power is that it's true. On the cross, Jesus really did defeat the powers that had held people captive. For the early Christians, the revolution had happened on the first Good Friday. The rulers and authorities really had been dealt their their death blow. This didn't mean so we can escape the world and go to heaven, but Jesus is now Lord of this world, and we must live under his lordship and announce his kingdom. The revolution had begun. It had to continue. Jesus' followers were not simply its beneficiaries. They were to be its agents. What might it mean for the church today to live by the same belief? It would mean recognizing for a start that the powers, though defeated on the cross, are still capable of enslaving millions. I want to read that last part again. It would mean recognizing for a start that the powers, though defeated on the cross, are still capable of enslaving millions millions. Do you catch that? What he's saying here, and I think it applies to our scripture today of being delivered from this present evil age, is that yes, Jesus came and he defeated all of the powers, but but now so many people are still living, living captive. They're still living captive by those powers. And so we're not to just be ones that receive it, but we too are supposed to be agents and give of ourselves and our lives so that other people too can receive this free gift. And I was reminded today that that too might cost me something. That me freely telling people about Jesus and telling people about this gift that he came to deliver us from this present evil age and that we can experience him in the here and now, that that might cost me something. You see, for us as Christians, it can be so easy as followers of Jesus for us to just receive this gift and forget that that we are invited into being so much more than just people that receive a gift, but we too can be a part of, of giving that gift freely to other people, but it also might cost us something because for Jesus, it cost him his whole life. He gave of himself so that we could experience the glory of God now and forever. And you see, Paul was emphasizing this, that it's all for the glory of God and that this was God's will from the beginning because people were coming at him at this time. They were opposing him and other people were speaking these theologies that was robbing God of his glory. But we forget that God for all time has been the giver of life, has been the giver of goodness, the giver of grace to us. And Jesus was a part of this story. And we too can be a part of this story of helping people see the glory of God every single day that we don't have to wait until we die, until we get to heaven, but that today we can experience the free gift of relationship with Jesus and help others do that as well. And so today I just want you to remember this, 
that Jesus gave himself freely for you today. Jesus gave of himself for you today and he wants you to experience relationship with him today so we can hope for the future. We can recognize that we're still going to experience some powers of darkness on this side of eternity, but we can have hope in the future that someday in heaven with him, we will experience that fullness of there being no powers, no evil, no darkness. But in this present age, there are still going to be things that come up against us. There's going to be opposition. There's going to be darkness. There's going to be things that we don't understand. But we can remember that for all time, forever and ever, the glory of God has all been about grace, has been about giving us life and relationship with him. That's what he is after. And so I'm going to read this over us again today. And I want you to just reflect on that that Jesus gave himself for you today in this moment. So how are you going to receive that gift? And then knowing that so many other people are still living under the power and authority of this world and are being held captive, how are you going to freely give the gospel of that good news and that grace and that life to other people? Even if it costs you something, how can you too give them a gift that they can receive freely? So do you once again just breathe deep as I read this scripture over you. Galatians 1, 1 through 10 says, Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And all the brothers who are with me to the churches of Galatia, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. For am I now trying to seek the approval of man or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I was trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. I encourage you today, take time, listen to these scriptures, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you, to show you what he wants you to remember. So that this wouldn't just be something that's in here, one here and out the other, but something that you let sink deep within your heart, take root, transform you, and remember it.